I am Gabrielle Gonzalez, host of the Mindful Revamp podcast. This is a space for exploring the power of mindfulness, how to be mindful, and how to revamp the you that exists on a moment-to-moment basis. So often as humans, we become deeply attached to our habitual patterns, even when they no longer serve our highest good, and even if we don't mean to. And yet, As humans, we also have the ability to utilize our awareness in order to make long-lasting change for the better. As a licensed marriage and family therapist, mindfulness coach, and creative being, I aim to support listeners in unlocking their emotion, power, and passion to live to the fullest. Hello. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Mindful Revamp Podcast. I'm really grateful that you're here and that you've chosen to open yourself up to more information about mindfulness and mental health so that hopefully you can utilize the skills that are discussed in this podcast to make intentional changes in your life so that you can feel more fulfilled, more proud, and more present. Today's episode is on mindfulness basics, and I'm going to share a step-by-step approach, four simple steps to begin your mindfulness practice. But before we dig into that, I'd like to start with a personal story. It was 2019, and I was experiencing a lot of emotional distress, It was during this year that I was struggling emotionally with the fact that my cousin and, at the time, best friend was battling cancer. She'd been battling cancer for over two years, and it was a roller coaster ride of emotions for everyone. We used to speak on the phone probably three times a day, and let me tell you, this woman was my biggest cheerleader. She had two young children and despite how busy she was and how much pain she was going through and how exhausted and busy she was all the time caring for herself, her children, and her own mother, she picked up the phone for me to cheer me on, to hear my struggles, and to support me in recognizing my own strength. Shout out to that cousin and best friend, Adley, for how much she empowered me and helped me recognize that I can do it. And that's when my affirmation development and use of affirmations really took off. As you can imagine, having someone so close to me struggle with this illness was really difficult. And it only became more difficult as December approached. It was on December 6th of 2019 that I lost, the world lost this beautiful human being. And I was actually driving my car down the 57 freeway, preparing to transfer onto the 10. If you're familiar with those freeways, you'll relate to just how difficult it could be to be driving in this area when receiving the news. I received a phone call and I knew right away what it was about. It was a super brief phone call. And the moment I hung up the phone, I knew I had a choice. 
I knew that I could break down and put myself at risk because I was driving a car. I could try my best to keep it together as I moved from one freeway to the other, exited, and then broken down on the street somewhere, which didn't feel great because I just couldn't wait to get home. Or I was going to have to figure out how to hold this information and still make it all the way home safe and sound. I chose the third option, and that required of me to become extremely mindful, extremely connected to the present moment, which meant disconnecting from the impact that the phone call had on me just moments before which also required me acknowledging that what happened 10 seconds ago, 15 seconds ago, now 20 seconds ago, is not my reality in this very second. So boom, I snapped into mindful practice and I started labeling every little thing that I was experiencing in the here and now. My inner narrative sounded something like, My hands are holding the steering wheel. I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out. I feel the vibration of the car below me. I'm looking out of my front windshield. I see a tree to my left. I see a car to my right. I'm still holding the steering wheel. I blinked. I'm breathing in through my nose. I'm breathing out through my mouth. I feel air conditioning hitting my skin. I notice the shirt touching my shoulder. I notice my shoes wrapped around my feet. I see the clouds in the sky. The sky is blue. That cloud is gray. I'm passing a McDonald's. I'm passing a gas station. I see red and blue in the gas station colors. Every little thing on on a second to second basis, I was naming it. And I did this for my full 20 or 25 minute drive home. Up until the moment I walked into my apartment and hung my keys up by the door. I am walking up the stairs, left foot, right foot, pressure on my left foot, pressure on the ball of my right foot. I feel my toes wiggling in my shoes. I'm approaching my front door. I am touching the doorknob to my front door. I am turning the key. I am opening the door. I am walking in right foot first, left foot next. I am lifting my left arm. I am holding the keys in my left fingertips. I'm hanging the keys up. I am falling to my knees. I am hunching over. I am crying. This was when I realized fully the power of mindfulness because I recognized for the first time to that extent that my brain is capable. It is so capable of making the choice to be present through one of the most absolutely painful experiences of my life. And in doing that, I was able to soothe myself in ways that were appropriate given the circumstances I was in. The way I was going to soothe myself while driving on the 10 freeway looked much different from how I would soothe myself in the privacy and comfort and safety of my own home, where I crumbled 
and that was okay. That was necessary. It was also at this moment that I decided that mindfulness was an absolute passion of mine and something that I needed to share with the world. Because the more that we, as a community of people, can understand and practice these skills, the better we will function as individuals, as partners in relationships, as family members and friends and members of our community. So with that, let's move into how you could do this for yourself in a very simple step-by-step fashion. I'm going to label all four steps first, and then I'll dive into each one just a little bit. Number one, notice. Number two, observe. Number three, breathe. Number four, label. That's it. Notice, observe, breathe, label. Our first job is to notice that something is happening, to notice where our body is showing up in the world, what is happening around it. Notice what is occurring in the mind, on the body, in the body, or emotionally. When we make this choice, that's what it is here. We are choosing to notice. We begin our mindfulness practice. If we're functioning on autopilot and we are allowing ourselves to react in impulsive ways, we actually aren't fully connected to the here and now. We are instead more consumed by our thoughts and and discomfort related to the past. As I said, the past being 10 seconds ago, 20 seconds ago, or we are consumed with fears about, anxieties about the future. We choose to notice right here, right now. Number two, observe. After noticing what's going on in the here and now, we begin to observe it. So we are intentionally acknowledging the details in the here and now. After noticing, we now have the opportunity to dig into those minute details that we wouldn't normally notice if we weren't choosing to. So something like in the example I gave earlier, observing the sensation of the car vibrating beneath me, observing the sensory experience of the air conditioning hitting my face as I drive. That might include observing where on my face the air conditioning is touching me. Maybe it's on my forehead. Maybe it's hitting me more on my right cheek or more on the left side of my neck. When we observe, we are digging even more deeply into the here and now. And when we observe the present moment, we are inviting in all of what is here and now rather than being distracted by and consumed only by that one thing in our mind that, yes, exists in the here and now and is very distressing. We notice that and observe it 
and we observe other aspects of what is happening around us or within us. Number three, breathe. We must connect with the breath. The breath is carrying us through each moment of our lives. And when we aren't sure what to observe, we can always observe the breath. And I like to note that when we are breathing, it is important to also not judge the manner in which we are breathing. If we're very anxious, we might be breathing quickly or our breath might be shallow. And I want to emphasize that it is not necessary that you try to change things right away. Just breathe. Just be with the breath where it's at in this moment. And naturally, the breath might begin to deepen and the breath might begin to feel soothing for you. It is, however, very important that you aren't judging yourself in this process. Once you are connected with the breath, you are also supporting the effective functioning of your brain. If you aren't connected with the breath, it might be a lot more difficult to think in rational ways. So after you have noticed, observed, focused on the breath, we are lastly labeling the experience. Name what is happening for you. As an example, I might have labeled for myself on that drive on December 6th of 2019. I am feeling tightness in my throat. Feeling choked up. Maybe I would have labeled. The steering wheel is gray. I'm looking at the steering wheel. I am holding the steering wheel. I am turning off the radio. I am rolling down my window. So the label is that narrative that you are experiencing with yourself. You are naming things that are happening. It's difficult to name what's happening, to label what's happening, if we haven't first noticed, observed, and connected with the breath. So again, step by step, notice what's happening. Observe what's happening. Observing the details, the qualities of what is happening. Breathe with non-judgment towards yourself and non-judgment towards the experience. And then lastly, label it. This is a simple strategy that is not always easy to implement. So although it's a very straightforward one, two, three, four, I also want to empathize with the fact that if we are not accustomed to using this step-by-step process, we might not remember to do it. This is why it's extremely important to practice these steps before you're in distress. 
identify a few areas in your life where you tend to feel pretty calm and content and practice there first. So for example, I might be pretty calm and content while I'm taking a shower. That is a great time to notice that I'm in the shower, to observe what the water feels like when it hits my body, to breathe mindfully, and then to label what I can see, what I am doing, what I can feel. The more and more we practice utilizing this step-by-step approach in situations where we are calm and content, the more equipped we will be to utilize these skills when the tragic things do happen in our lives. So I invite you today, pick an area in your life where you know you're generally pretty comfortable and plan to practice this skill. Label. Oh, excuse me. Label is last. Notice. Observe. Breathe. Label. And do that over and over again. Notice. Observe. Breathe. Label. And that's it. These are mindfulness basics. The goal when we begin utilizing mindfulness is not to start changing things right away. And that's something as a person who has struggled with anxiety recognizes. There's this urgency to do things quick, to be better fast, to change my behavior yesterday. That's not what we're doing here. That doesn't actually work in the long term. We're going to take it slow. We're going to start with the basics. We're going to follow this four-step approach of noticing, observing, breathing, and labeling. And then as you master those skills, start to also notice, observe, and label the natural shifts that begin to happen. And in future episodes, we'll dig in even deeper into how you can utilize those skills to then take next steps where you intentionally shift your behavioral responses. Thank you so much for being open and for listening to this vulnerable story and considering how you can call in these skills to your life today so that you can feel more fulfilled and more calm and more present with the comfortable and the very uncomfortable experiences of your life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mindful Revamp Podcast. I'm so excited to continue our journey of revamping ourselves through use of mindfulness skills and mental health knowledge so that we can become the most authentic and powerful versions of ourselves. If you're looking for deepened support, please visit my website, mindfulrevampinc.com and stay tuned for my soon to launch program on helping anxious achievers transform their behavior so that they can feel more confident, present, and proud. Looking forward to having you next time.